Um, I'm not the normal pastor, but uh, I don't ever claim to be normal anyway. Um, <laughs> um, but um, anyway, you're uh, stuck with me tonight, so come back on Sunday, and uh, Pastor Eric will be in the pulpit. Okay, the title of my sermon, and, and I want you to know, I didn't even know till I guess... Monday Monday evening, I must have found out I was going to preach tonight. And yesterday, we were coming back from the conference because we've been in the conference from Thursday. We left Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We came home Sunday, went to church, did classes here, went back down there and had church that night, and then Monday. And we were prophesying to everybody that stood still. No, that's not quite right. We we were prophesying to all those in our line, and so we uh, we gave out a lot. But, um, you know, we gained a lot. I don't know. um, I don't know. Every year we go to the prophetic conference, I think, well, I don't believe it could get any better. And this year I was in and out a lot. But then when I began to think about what happened, I mean, we uh, we did. Jay did a prophetic act. Jay swallows our Cheyenne Moses. And he um, he and Nigel, they took the hammer, the what do you call it? an axe, okay, to um, Baal, broke it into pieces, and then we all got some of the pieces to give to each county leader, 77 counties in Oklahoma, and then we also uh, broke the power of Leviathan over our state, and, you know, that was an awesome thing. We, um, some of you are looking at me like, what are you talking about? Um, you know, demons don't like us. They don't like our state because we're rising up. We, we are declaring that all of Oklahoma and all the home of the red man are going to be saved and are being saved and transformed. And we believe that. Anyway, that is not my sermon, so i got to get on. <laughs> i got to get off of that and get on to this. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, five years ago, you couldn't have told me I was going to, preach Wednesday night and I would have done it, you know, on Monday, but now it's okay. Whatever. God will have something. So last night I, I began to get something for you. So I'm going to talk about the kingdom. How many of you prayed this prayer? Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Where's this going to come to? Earth. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, how many of you ever wondered what in the world that kingdom means? How many, of you, how many of you could answer me today? I know what the kingdom is. We know what's a kingdom. Is what? Well, she's pretty close. There. Living here on earth with God. I, I trust that, um, that you could have been confused at times about what the kingdom is. Have you ever wondered how it could be in you? Have you ever wondered how it was near to Jesus? He said the kingdom is near. Well, if he said the kingdom is near, do you think he meant the kingdom is near? He said that 2,000 years ago. So if you're still waiting for the kingdom to come, I've got news for you. It's already here. It's already come. So what are we supposed to do about this kingdom? Does it look like this is a king's kingdom? Does the earth look like that? 
Not too much, does it? It looks more like it's a kingdom of darkness, wouldn't you say, with some light spread around in it. But that's changing. Mark 1, 14 and 15. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom of God. If I ask you what the gospel was, would you say it's the kingdom of God? Or would you say it's, it's getting people saved, it's getting people healed, the gospel is, is signs, wonders, and miracles? Would you say that? What would you say? Would you say the gospel of the kingdom of God? Do you realize that's what Jesus preached about? Are you all with me or did you leave me on the first sentence here? Are you here? Okay. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Well, when I read that, I took a double take. I thought, oh, how many thousand times have I read that? The gospel of the kingdom of God. And saying the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is where? At hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the kingdom. Hmm. Jesus' teaching centered on the gospel. The gospel is the good news. So it's centered on the good news of the kingdom of God. Repentance is necessary. You can't get in the kingdom. There's a big old door here. And people are always coming up and trying to open the door. But you can't open the door unless you repent, ask Jesus to forgive you, and invite him to be your Lord and Savior. That's what opens the door. Acts 1.3. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to... The kingdom of God. And you know, this may be old hat to you, but I just don't think it is. So, um, People have different ideas about what the kingdom is. If I asked you right now, we had one that said they, they knew what it was. And you could probably give me at least 30 different answers. Some think the kingdom is Christianity, being a Christian. Some think it's all the good and right things in this earth. Some think it's the church, but that's not what it is. Do you think Jesus intended for us to be confused about this? So, we're going to have to find out what's really going on. When I put the word kingdom in my Bible um, processor in the computer, 333 references came up. Now, you didn't think that the kingdom was in there that much, did you? Well, I didn't either. So it becomes clear that Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom of God. Daniel seven thirteen and 14. Now, this is Old Testament. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people's nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. So if Jesus brought his kingdom to this earth, actually his res- he died and he was resurrected, and then the kingdom was revealed. 
this kingdom will never be destroyed. We think of the kingdom being maybe in heaven. Do you ever think that? Do you think, well, the kingdom's in heaven, and someday, some glorious day, oh, someday it's going to be here. Well, you better change your mind. Daniel two forty three. Okay. Is that 43? How about 44? And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. How many of you know there are some kingdoms around here now in this world that aren't God? There are a lot of kingdoms around here that God didn't build. He doesn't want. But it looks like those kingdoms are going to break in pieces and be consumed by the kingdom of God. Okay, so Jesus' disciples understood that he was teaching. You know, he was teaching about a a literal kingdom. That's what got them all confused when Jesus said, I'm going to have to die here. They said, hey, that can't be. You've got to build this kingdom. What do you think you're doing? He said, I have, I have to go to the cross. I have to die. I have to, to go into hell. I have to raise again from the dead. I have to do that. And the kingdom will be established then. Well, they were looking for the literal kingdom to be established then in Jerusalem. And, you know, it was just really a, um, disheartening to them. They did not understand how... Their king of kings was born in a manger. And now he tells them, not only was he born in a manger, now he's going to die, and they thought he would establish this huge kingdom, set it up in Jerusalem. Well, that kingdom will be, yes. They understood that part of Jesus' mission was to restore this literal kingdom. So they thought that they would, they thought, they really thought they would be pretty high up here. They thought Jesus is going to be the king and we're going to all be just right under him and we're going to have important positions here. But that wasn't the way it played out, was it? Matthew twenty four thirty six lets us know that God has a timing for everything. So if you think that you can change God's timing, just forget it. Of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So... He's talking about Jesus' return when he comes. and and um, By the time he comes, we will have learned a few things. You know, we're not leaving this place the way it is right now. Did you know that? It says that the church is going to be a glorious church. Do you, do you, have you seen this glorious church around here? Without spot or wrinkle. Before we leave this place, that's what we're going to be. And we've got a little ways to go, would you say? I don't think we're there yet. But we're going to get there. And part of that is understanding this kingdom. You know what? We, um, okay, those that are born again and making Jesus their Lord are in this kingdom, okay? So if we were to separate all of you, I would say all of you are in the kingdom, hopefully. Hopefully all of you are born again, okay? So you're in the kingdom. 
But if we were to stop people out there on the street and ask them if they're in the kingdom, I think we'd find a lot of cars going by where they would say, no, they're not in the kingdom, or they don't know what we're talking about. Now, God created his own domain here. A kingdom means a king domain. This is a king's domain where a king reigns on the unseen and the seen. Kingdom means dominion. Okay? So Genesis one twenty six and 28. Now, all of you know this scripture. This is Genesis. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have what? What? You don't sound like you've got any dominion here. Thank you. Over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. He created him. Male and female, he created them. I won't even go there, but um, (laughs) you must know. Adam was both male and female. Okay, God made us to be in charge of this unique territory called earth. It looks like we may have lost track of God's purpose. If we were put here to have dominion on this earth, how many of you are walking in that dominion that that I just read about? How many of you have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing? Praise God. I got a few of you. You have dominion. So you operate in that dominion all the time. You know, there are leaves that are made into drugs from Colombia that are, we should be taking dominion over that. That's, that's part of what we have dominion over. What about um, grape juice into wine and, and uh, grains that are made into liquors? Why don't we have dominion over that? Well, we do. So that means there's no alcohol being sold around here, right? No alcohol and there's, there's no drugs because we have dominion over that, right? Okay. Um, we have dominion over all the animals. There's, you know, there's, no, there's not any excess coyotes running around. We have dominion over that. We have dominion over the deer that are trying to take over. We have dominion over that. So there is no problem, right? Now are you going to say you have dominion over all this stuff? Huh? You're going to say you do, but, but it, uh, maybe it didn't show one up yet, huh? What? <laughs> we do have dominion over it, but you know what? We, we're in the kingdom. Do we act like we're in the kingdom? No. No, we don't. We don't act like we've been given dominion over squat. Now, do we? Do we? Every now and then we take authority over sickness and disease. We get mad at the devil. We take authority over our finances because, bless God, he shouldn't be messing with our finances. But we do not walk in the dominion God gave us to walk in. And if you say you do, I'll pray for you after the service. Could it be we haven't done what we're supposed to and therefore the kingdom is still waiting to be established? I'm not saying it isn't here. The word says the kingdom of the world shall become the kingdom of our Lord. 
Do you see that happening? Does it not look the opposite? Does it not look like the devil has gained ground and is gaining ground? Well, whose fault do you reckon that is? What? Thank you. Some some of you got it. We were not created to rule each other. Now, that's what some of you want to do. You want to go rule your neighbors. You want to rule your wife. You want to rule your husband. You want to rule your kids. It isn't that, that God created you to rule people. He created you to rule your physical environment. Did Jesus speak to the waves and the wind, and did they stop? How many of you have done that? Hey, I have done that, but it's, been, it's not been a regular occurrence. Um, how many of you have taken authority over a snake coming around you or a rat or uh, we had a rat on our patio last summer. I thought, how dare you devil send me a rat on my patio. He liked to eat my tomatoes. Well, anyway, we took authority over that thing. We also put out some poison. We killed him. <laughs> That's what, well, you know what? That's taking authority, isn't it? We're going to put up with that stupid rat. Okay. God lives in the invisible world where heaven is. But he gave the earth to man. And we don't own this earth. We have a lease agreement here, okay? If we... If we... Whoops, whoops, whoops. Heaven is not our territory. We talk of heaven a lot. And we talk about going to the throne room. And I've been to the throne room and it's beautiful and I've had heavenly experiences. And we have people that are in heaven. We have people in our family that have died and they are in heaven. But you know what? Heaven is not your eternal home. We're going to live on earth. How do you like that? If you've read the Bible, you know that's true. God's going to restore, renew, refresh, make this... Take, make this earth refreshed, renewed, restored. Now, heaven is going to come down. I, I believe heaven is a planet. It's going to come down as, as, a, um, as a new Jerusalem, and it'll either sit on the earth or right above the earth. So uh, if you think I'm going off in the clouds to heaven to live for eternity, well, you know, you better check the word out. It, that is not right. You're not. So... We don't want to get wound up with heaven. We're, we're planted right here on the earth, so let's take dominion over this place here, okay? So what we do in the church is we over-focus on heaven. Now, all these men and women of faith and the Christians that have died from Genesis to the time Jesus returns, they are in heaven. So if you have a loved one that's died and was a Christian, that's where they are. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, and that's where they are, okay? But um, God wants a kingdom on earth, and God has to have a body to get it. Now, who do you think his body is? Okay. So if we're the body, Remember the prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What are you doing, body, about the kingdom? Matthew eighteen eighteen through 20. And you all know this scripture. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in the heavens. 
If two of you agree on earth asking anything, it'll be done for them by my Father. And when two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in their midst. So he's here because there's more than three of us, right? Okay. So this is saying that this earth realm, heaven, responds to what we do. Heaven binds what we bind, and heaven looses what we loose. Well, that gives you quite a bit of authority here. Are you using that authority? Or are you griping and complaining and moaning and groaning about your life, about your circumstances, about, oh me, oh my. But you have authority. You know what? You have authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you if you believe that. If you don't believe that, you, you can't uh, fool the devil. He knows if you know if you believe that or not. He has power, okay? We've never said he doesn't have any power. You can't say Jesus took all his power away when he uh, died on the cross, went to hell, and took the keys of death and hell out of his hands. He didn't take his power from him. He just took his authority to use that power. So he no longer has the authority, but if you let him, he will. He'll kick you around all over this planet. Okay. Isn't this a fun sermon? (laughs) There must be some good things here. So God needs a body. God has limited himself to not do anything on earth that we don't give him access and permission to. Now, it's not that he can't because he sure can. He can do anything he's God, but, but he doesn't. He says, I'm, I'm going to honor my word. I'm going to expect you to do my word. And if you do my word, I'll, I'll get right in the middle of it. So it all comes down to what do you think? Is, are we living in the kingdom or are we living in the church? Do you want to think church? Do you want to think we're going to spend the rest of our life? Now, we are going to have a glorious church before we're out of here. This church is going to shape up, not just this church, every church. The church, the body of Christ is going to become that glorious church. But we're going to have to be the kingdom of God. We're going to have to begin to look like it. We're going to have to believe the kingdom of God is here. So I keep walking off and losing my place. So we've got to change our mentality. Luke twelve thirty to 32. I know I've I've read this scripture, I don't know how many thousands of times. But seek first. Usually it says first. I don't know why that's not in there. But seek first. What? Does it say seek first going to church? Paying your tithe? Getting saved? Being good girl, good boy? What does it say? Seek first. The kingdom of God. Well, how in the world do you seek the kingdom of God? You have to find out what the kingdom of God is. Now, that, that scripture is, is, is extremely important. It's one of the key scriptures. Seek first the kingdom of God because if you do, everything you'll ever need anywhere, anytime, any place will be given to you. Well, bless God, I think you better find out what the kingdom of God is. So what have you been seeking? 
seeking favor? Do you seek favor? I mean, it's a gift. He surrounds you with favors with a shield, Psalms 5.12. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And his righteousness. You know, he is righteous and he's made you righteous. You, you didn't come into this world righteous, but you got righteous when you accepted God as your Lord and Savior. One reason we're fr- we are frustrated in our lives is because we were created by God to rule our lives and to rule and take dominion over our uh, physical circumstances. And we're not doing that, so you know what? We're frustrated about it. You know, when God creates you to be, um, like, he created you to make money, Sarah. Say, stand up here. Okay, Sarah was created to make money. And she spends, she takes a vow of poverty, and she, um, she spends all of her life poor, just as poor as she can get. She's never going to be happy because she was created. She was created by God to make money. All of you have a, have a, um, a, a design on your life. But specifically, you're all designed to be blessed. God planned you to be blessed. He didn't plan you to be sick. He didn't plan you to be uh, in poverty. He didn't plan for you to be uh, have broken relationships. So we have become dominated by Satan and his demons. Would you say that's right? Have we sort of let him in? Not that we wanted him to. We just sort of... Just... Mm, We just didn't react. We didn't act, and so he came in. Okay, do all of you ever... Pastor Eric preached this Sunday morning. God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. That's 2 Peter 1, 2, and 3. Now, I'm going to hammer this home. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all. No, to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Now, I'm going to ask you, if God has given you everything you need for life, why are you entertaining death? God gave you everything you need for life. So why are you letting the devil take your joy? So why are you letting the devil take your health so why are you letting the devil take your money so why are you discouraged and why are you upset and why are you depressed if you have everything for life now it's in here it's in the kingdom where's the kingdom it's in you jesus christ actually it's the holy ghost that's in you okay so everything you need for life you already have it god already deposited it You see, Crystal, you need different things than I need. So God has already deposited in you what you need to overcome what you're dealing with right now. It's in here. It isn't in me. It isn't in anybody that's going to pray for you. It's already in you. Because do you understand what I'm saying? If you're discouraged, reach down here and unpack it. Find it. Whatever it is that you need, God has already given you all things that pertains to life, your life. I don't care what it is, you already have it. Get it, find it, dig for it, pull it out, however you have to get it, get a hold of it. If you're overwhelmed, he's already given you what you need to overwhelm what's overwhelming you. 
Do you understand this? You have already been given all things that pertain to life. What do you think of when you think of life? You see energy. You see strength. You see health and healing. You see finances. You see happiness. You see uh, relationships. You see families. You see all good things, don't you? Life and godliness. Well, some of you know, I can't be spiritual. That's too hard. I can't pray. I can't do that. How could you pray for one hour? God has given you everything you need for life and godliness. You can. You can pray for an hour if God wants you to. Godliness is the character of Jesus Christ. It's in here. you got to pull it out. There's a scripture that says, um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Your salvation's all packed in here, so get it out of there so it'll show. Salvation is healing and deliverance. It's, it's being saved. It's being healed. It's, it's miracles. You, you understand that it's all in you. But you have to do something yourself. You have to take it out. Well, oh me, oh my. Some of you just don't want to go to all that work. You know, God will help you if you'll just start pulling out the packing, get rid of it, so that the things can, of God can begin to flow. I'm going to be all lost on where I'm at now. Okay, inside you is the answer to everything that you need to overcome. Now, don't you leave here tonight and say that that there wasn't anything in this message for you because I'm telling you, you already got it. Do you understand? Raise your hand if you understand what I'm saying, okay? Does, Does anybody not understand what I'm saying? Because I want you to get this. You already have it. And you have more of one thing than I have. Because your life is different. But God already knew. Say your name for me. Anelica. I can never say her name. It's hard. God already knew what you would need ahead of time. Because he knows the end from the beginning. He made you. And he made you just like you are. Did you know that? He loves you just like you are. He doesn't want you different. He just wants you to look like him. He wants you to unpack what's in there and begin to look and walk and be like him. Because you can. Because you got everything you need inside of you. You got it? Okay. Okay. If you catch that, if you'll operate in that, There is nothing the enemy can do to you. There's nothing he can bring to you that can get you down. Do you see what I'm saying? Nothing. Because it's like greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You've got to believe that. That that is the truth. And so it doesn't matter. I mean, every one of you have different things going on in your life. I mean, there's probably not any one of you that have the same set of circumstances. You see, the devil knows each one of you, and so he, he knows how to, to push your button, doesn't he? He knows how to push my button, I guarantee you. He knows how to push every one of you's button, and he delights in it. But you know what? God knows 
all about your buttons. And he has a way to keep the devil from pushing your buttons. They're already in you. Part of it is the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, If life is discouraging, then you need to pull up some encouragement. If sickness is attacking, you're looking for healing. If finances are gone, you're looking for abundance. If anger has you in its grip, pull out some peace and rest of God. If temptation is bothering you, pull out the discipline of God. God has already given you everything you need for life and godliness. Not death, life. He has given us God power. We have all authority over this power of the enemy. Jesus talked about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Has, has that ever confused you when you're reading the word? And okay, Sometimes it says the kingdom of God and sometimes it says the kingdom of heaven. You think, okay, what's the deal here, you know? Why don't you? And then sometimes it'll just say the kingdom. <clears throat> well, I'm going to give you a little tidbit. This is a little golden nugget. <clears throat> The kingdom of God is about God ruling in the spiritual realm. The kingdom of heaven is about the headquarters of the kingdom of God. Did you get that? The kingdom of God is is God's reigning and ruling spiritually. He's reigning and ruling now. It may not always look like it, but he is on his throne. You know that? He sits on his throne and Jesus sits right beside him. He is reigning and ruling, and he wants to reign and rule through us. But we've been sitting around waiting for him to come back and reign and rule. Okay? I wouldn't get so far away. I wouldn't have so far to walk back. Um, So the kingdom of heaven is actually just the headquarters for the kingdom of God. We who are the kingdom of God on earth can, through the Holy Spirit, take our king with us everywhere we go. Now, I want to know, when you go into Walmart, do you think, okay, the kingdom of God just walked into Walmart. That's a truth. You know what? The atmosphere should change when you walk through the door. And every aisle you walk down ought to change. Tonight when we came into this building, there was a little black cloud over it. I don't know if you felt it. I felt it immediately. The, the, the worship, it was like everybody was just wanting to sit down and go to sleep or, or rest. Maybe you're weary. So I just, I said, Kelly, deal with it. So she did, bless God. And it changed. The atmosphere changed. Okay, you carry the kingdom of God inside of you. Everywhere you go, you should make a difference. I don't care if you open your mouth or not. It's better if you do. But you got to say the right thing. But it should change because you just arrived. And if you understood who you are, it would change. It would make a difference. People would look at you. When I was practicing prophesying long before I was ever called a prophet. I would walk 
walk up and down the road north of our house. We lived at the edge of town and pray in tongues and prophesy to those cattle over there. And they would stop and listen and look at me. Better than people sometimes. I was changing their atmosphere. Because I was, I was praying in tongues. I was uh, prophesying. And it's like those silly cows knew it. <laughs> they were blessed. Um, well, that's how, that's how I learned, partly how I learned, okay? So we carry the kingdom. So that's why when we speak to the wind and the waves, they obey because the kingdom's in here. That's why when you lay hands on the sick, the sick are well. That's why when, when you call forth a miracle, it happens. That's why when you speak in tongues, it's a heavenly language. That's why when you walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, nothing shall by any means hurt you because you carry the kingdom of God inside of you. And it is our job to cause the kingdom of God to get out of us and into the earth. So quit holding on to it and let it go and let the people that need it have it. You know, we can enlarge the kingdom. We can establish the kingdom. How do you suppose we're going to do that? We're going to bring more people in to the kingdom. So we need to get people, need to get them to the door so they can get repented and come in. Okay, they can only come in through Jesus. We are anointed to preach the gospel of the kingdom. I hope you know that. You're anointed. Each of you are anointed, not just me. You're anointed to preach the gospel. That's Isaiah 61, I think. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to cause the lame to walk and the blind to see, the prison doors to be opened, and the oppressed to be set free, and the acceptable year of the Lord to be proclaimed. And that's my version. Okay, that's not word for word there. Okay. Rachel went to Spain last summer, right, Rachel? And she got 5,000 miles away from home. She didn't like it too good. But she found out she had to have a passport, is that right, to enter that country. And she didn't have any rights as a citizen in Spain. She was a citizen of the United States of America, and she was in the country of Spain. And her legal right to citizenship in the United States did not work in Spain, okay? This is what God did for you. Jesus gave you back your passport. Adam and Eve lost it, but Jesus gave you back your passport. You are now a citizen of the kingdom of God. You need to act like it, okay? Okay, we're winding this down. Until we receive Jesus, we are not citizens of the kingdom. I want that clear. We are people of God, sons and daughters of the king. We aren't just his subjects. You know, it's like um, like at your house, Tatum. Your kids are not your subjects. They're flesh and blood from you. We are the same with God. If God is the king, what does that make us? 
King's kids, okay? You heard the word royalty? If the king has royal robes, what about his kids? Are you his kid? Are you a son or a daughter of the king? Well, do we act like it? Oh, me. I, I, I don't have any money to pay my bills, and I don't see any chance of having any money, and it's oh, me, oh, my. And, and you may not have money to pay your bills, but you're a child of the living God. He said he'd supply all of your need. He said he would, not your neighbor, not your friend, not your um, pastor. He would. We got to walk in the authority that we have been given. God is not interested in having subjects. He's interested in royal heirs to the treasures of his domain. Do you understand there are treasures in this kingdom? Not just normal little treasures. There is, there is wealth and riches. There are hidden wealth and riches. And they're for us. But we haven't wanted to go find them because we're too busy moaning and groaning about what life has dealt us. But it's time for us to quit that and begin to see that as kings and priests of the Lord in this earth, we have the right to, to the royalty things, to the treasures that are hidden in the darkness. You know, Satan delights in hiding things from you. He delights in taking things from you. And you know, this is a year. I'm just prophesy that to you. This is a year of taking back what the devil stole. I don't care if it's finances, if it's relationships, if it's kids, if it's jobs, I don't care what it is. This is the year. 2007 is a 7 and and it's also 5767 in the Jewish uh calendar, Hebraic calendar. And so Seven means completion. It's been enough. It's completed. This is a year of blessing for us, and we're, we're going to plunder the enemy's camp. He's going to wonder what hit him. And part of that is finding out that you're in a kingdom and you have the kingdom in you. So my question to you is, what are you doing about the kingdom? Jesus spent his whole ministry time bringing, discussing, teaching, training, talking, speaking, and acting concerning the kingdom. Now, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with the kingdom? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you that the kingdom is come. I think that we begin to understand that we are not under, but we're over. We need to understand that we're the head and not the tail. We begin to move, God, into the things that you have for us. I thank you for each and every person who has come tonight. I seal this word to them. Lord, I'm asking you to cause them to study what the kingdom is about, that they might partake and be and, and change the world that they live in just by the fact that they carry the kingdom of God everywhere they go. So I ask you to bless them and keep them and bring them back again. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, prayed for in any way. Um, we have-